Well, welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Play by Play, or PXP for short. Today's podcast is going to tackle an issue that, well, many leaders don't want to admit. And that is, leaders have weaknesses. But listen, the good news is, there's a way to be successful despite your shortcomings. You ready to get started? All right, let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening in the world. Welcome back to PXP. I'm sincerely thankful that you joined us for just a small chunk of your day. Seriously, there is over 800,000 active podcasts. And the fact that you listen to us, that we're in your playlist, that you stumbled across the title of this podcast and you decide to give us a shot, well, thank you for that. Today, we're going to tackle an issue that is It's hard for many leaders to admit, much less find a solution for. Whether you want to admit it or not, we all have our weaknesses. We all have our shortcomings. Even the best leaders have areas that, well, if they were to be completely honest with themselves, and frankly, to be a great leader, you've got to be honest with yourself. They would agree that there's areas that they fall short in or areas that they wish they could improve upon. I want to tell you a little story. Years ago, when I was just a young guy in the fire service, I had a boss that was absolutely rock solid when it came to his knowledge of firefighting, his understanding of how best to deal with emergency situations, and and most importantly, his ability to keep his men safe in the most dangerous of situations. I can remember a number of really close calls that this particular leader saved me from grave danger by him making the right call at the exact right time. But despite his great leadership in the heat of the battle, his ability to communicate effectively in non-emergency situations, well, that was definitely a shortcoming. And if there was a particular area, it was his manner of addressing issues that popped up around the fire station. Let me give you an example. If one fireman needed to be held accountable for something that he had done, whether it was a task that didn't get completed or you know, someone didn't clean up after themselves or there was something broken and not reported or whatever the case may be, rather than this leader dealing directly with the one person that needed to be held accountable, the leader would address the entire staff of employees, all the shifts, everyone combined just to avoid the confrontation of dealing one-on-one with an employee. And even worse, The communication that came from this leader was harsh and it was unprofessional and and even degrading at times. And almost every single time, the communication had an undesired effect on the men. Instead of creating change, it most often drove a wedge. And instead of building up, it tore down. and, And instead of resolving the issue, frequently it created more conflict. This reminds me of the old saying that still rings true, and it says, nothing will destroy a great employee faster than watching you tolerate a bad one. And even as a young leader, I recognized the challenges that this senior leader had, but at the time, I just didn't have the experience or the understanding of how best to approach the situation, how I could offer help to try to help resolve it. If the same scenario were to surface today, oh man, how much better equipped Am I now to be able to handle and help that leader work through his shortcomings? You know, most often the biggest challenge isn't that the leader has shortcomings. We all do, right? We all have things that we wish we could do better. We all have weaknesses. But the biggest challenge 
comes when the leader fails to recognize or fails to understand the area of leadership that they're weak in. Sometimes we can see those on our own. Sometimes they have to be pointed out to us. And again, that's a tough pill to swallow, right? Uh, It's not in our nature sometimes to take that constructive criticism. You have to be mature and professional enough to listen and to take the feedback. And as a leader, I welcome, I even solicit criticism. I want to be better. I want to see where I fall short. I want to know how I can improve, but if I don't see where improvement is needed, how can I get better? And again, sometimes we can see that on our own, but sometimes we're just blind to our own challenges. So what does a leader do when they are faced with their own shortcomings? I mean, okay, it's great. As a leader, I have shortcomings, I have weaknesses, but now what do I do with that knowledge? I mean, how do I take that and translate it into something tangible that I can then become better at? Well, I'm going to give you four things today that will significantly improve your ability as a leader in the context of your shortcomings and your weaknesses. Now, first, and if you're probably working through this list, I'm guessing that you've already started on this, but a leader must first admit his area or areas of weakness. Not a great communicator? Okay. Maybe not a great motivator? All right. Maybe you're not great at coming up with articulate speeches? Okay. Not great at giving credit to others? Okay. The first thing you need to do is identify it. Now, if you don't see it, you don't see your areas of weakness or shortcomings, ask some people that you trust to provide you with some honest, candid feedback. And don't get your feelings hurt when they give it to you. Just take it in stride. If you hear the same thing from more than one person, hey, you might really want to pay attention to that point. Secondly, surround yourself with good people that can fill in the gaps where you fall short. If you're not a great communicator, hire someone that is. Find somebody in your organization that communicates really well and get them on your staff. In that example, you can't completely relinquish all of your responsibility to communicate. You can't be a leader if you, if you don't communicate, but you can use that person as a sounding board. You can even use them to help draft some written communication or a speech or just be there to help bounce some things off. They can help you to review your communication, right? Give you some feedback. A great leader recognizes that, that he or she is not going to be great at everything, but that they can surround themselves by people that are. Every successful team that I've ever seen or that I've ever been a part of was great at drawing on each other's strengths. Not without jealousy, without drama. Nobody's trying to one-up the other person. Just teamwork that complemented each other. And it made the whole group better. Now, you've identified your shortcomings and you've stopped the bleeding by surrounding yourself with someone or some people who can compliment you. Now it's time for step number three. It's time to work on you. And I'm not going to pretend that you can become a master at what you're not good at now. But you can definitely get better. If you're poor at delivering counseling to an employee, you can get better at that. If you're good at motivation, you can become a great motivator. You can always improve on your areas of shortcoming, your areas of weakness. An average leader can become a good leader and a good leader become a great one. But I can tell you this, you won't do it alone. I genuinely believe that some people are born with a natural ability to get people to follow them. But to become a great leader, now that's different. That takes time. That takes experience. That takes self-development. That's work on your part. And perhaps most of all, it takes 
some form of mentorship or some form of coaching. So a quick review of the first three steps. So step one was to recognize your shortcomings, realizing that, hey, I have some weaknesses. I have some areas that need to be improved upon. I'm okay with that and I want to get better. I'm okay with not being great at everything that I do, but I do want to get better at the things that I can improve on. Step two was surround yourself with people that can fill in the gaps and compliment you. Now, every great leader that I've ever known took deliberate steps to surround themselves with people that had particular skills in areas where that leader might have been lacking or might have come up short. I always had a motto that said, I'm going to hire people that are smarter than me, more capable of me. That's who I'm going to surround myself with. And then I'm just going to get out of the way, give them the tools and the resources they need to do their job, and then I'm going to leave them alone. And while that's a little tongue-in-cheek because you still have to have some level of involvement, right? But the truth is surrounding yourself with people that can complement you and that can help fill in the gaps, that is how you make a great team. That is how you become a great leader. And then the third step was to work on your areas of shortcoming, your areas of weakness. Be mature enough, be professional enough to be strong enough to admit, hey, I'm not the best communicator. I'm not the best at dealing with confrontation. I'm not the best at whatever it is. You fill in the blank. Be be strong enough, be be wise enough, be mature enough to admit that. But then we got to work on improving those things. It's not okay to just know that I'm weak in those areas and just disregard. I want to get better in those areas. I want to continually improve and that's going to help me be a better leader. And then lastly, and this is moving forward also, you want to continue to seek that feedback on your performance as a leader. Now, you you may have reached out to some trusted people initially and said, hey, where are some areas that I can improve as a leader? Go back to those people. Maybe it's people that, that you trust that are direct reports to you, or maybe it's colleagues, or perhaps it's your supervisor. And and go to them and say, hey, I want to have some regular feedback on my performance as a leader, right? I want to improve as a leader. And to do that, I want regular feedback on my performance. Don't settle for what you've done in the past. Continue to get better moving forward. Continue to be a better leader. Remember, it takes great leaders to develop more great leaders. So my challenge to you is to be one of those great leaders, A true measure of a great leader is to look and see what leaders has that person produced. One of the great examples of a leader that produces great leaders is Nick Saban, the head coach of the University of Alabama football. Saban has produced numerous great leaders. A lot of his assistant coaches go on to be head coaches and successful head coaches elsewhere. And so the sign of a good leader is someone that produces other good leaders. And so my challenge to you is be one of those. Be one of those great leaders. Now, I told you that I had a surprise for you. For being a loyal listener to PXP, I want to give you two free, you heard me right, free online one-on-one leadership coaching sessions. And I want to do this for two reasons. Number one, I think it's incredibly important that you jive with your coach. You've got to be on the same page with them. And for lack of a better term, you, you've got to like them. You have to like each other. Now, I've had leadership coaches in the past that I paid a 
not small sum of money for, only to find out after a couple coaching sessions that they just weren't the right fit for me. But by then, it was too late. I'd already laid out the money and money that was ultimately wasted because I ended up getting zero benefit from that coach. And now they may have been a great leadership coach for somebody else, but they just weren't for me. And so you've been a loyal listener to the podcast, and I want to extend that opportunity for you to get a couple coaching sessions under your belt before you decide if coaching and me in particular is a good fit. And then secondly, I understand that there are coaches out there that charge thousands of dollars for their services. I've paid for them, but that is not what we are about. I know that the small businesses that that truly need leadership coaching, they can't afford that kind of money. But again, they're the ones that I think need it most. My goal has always been to make coaching affordable for the small business owner or for that person who is out of work and they need some help with their online presence and their resume and their interview skills. Or maybe that young leader that is just getting into a leadership position and they've got to you know, develop foundational leadership skills and communication skills. Or maybe there's a company that that wants to send multiple people into leadership coaching. And my goal has always been to make it affordable for those types of folks. And, and so by giving you a couple free sessions, you're going to feel much more confident about the process and about the potential outcome. And look, after the free sessions, if you decide that's not for you, cool. No hard feelings. I'm going to wish you well, and I'm going to hope that you continue to listen and share the podcast But if you decide that is for you, well, then we can talk about what that looks like moving forward. Now, if you want to take advantage of the free sessions, reach out to me and we'll get them on the calendar. My contact information is in the show notes. So lots of ways to get in touch with me. So reach out in whatever way is most convenient for you. So let me ask you this, folks. Are you ready to become the leader that your team wants to follow? Are you ready to be the leader that produces great leaders? Are you ready to be the leader that creates an environment or an organizational culture where people love to come to work? Well, I can tell you from experience, you're probably not going to reach your full potential on your own, and I want to help you get there. So reach out to me and let's get started on some one-on-one coaching sessions. Well, folks, that's all the time I've got for today. Thanks for listening to PXP. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, Be sure you've added it to your playlist, but then share it with your circle of friends. Chances are that they're going to like it too. Most of all, though, I hope that something that was said today helps you to become a better version of yourself. I'm your host, Jamie Yarrow, and I hope you have an absolutely amazing day.